Jack Jones enters his plea while several new faces look to make their mark on the New England Patriots roster in 2023. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the pod. We are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash On today to get started. And Patriots fans, thank you all so much for joining me here today. A special shout out to all of you Locked On everydayers out there. Those of you who make Locked On Patriots possible, my unending appreciation to you. I'm always honored and always humbled by your support. And Pats fans, yesterday here on the pod, we were hoping to bring you Mailbag Monday with our good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports. Well, Murph and I did indeed answer three great questions from our longtime listeners and supporters, Paul Peters, Joel Shapiro, and Miguel the Pats Cap Benzon. The audio file, unfortunately, did not agree with us. It was in rough shape. I'm still working through that, but fear not. Rest assured that Murph and I will be coming to you as soon as possible, so keep a sharp eye out on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts for a delayed edition of Mailbag Monday, and I think you'll find that everything that Murph and I talked about is still pretty relevant in Patriots land. But today on the pod, the Countess of Claz herself, Miss Claire, Clazzy Claire Cooper, joins we will be talking new additions and their impact on the Patriots roster. Specifically, we're going to talk about three of the big new acquisitions. Tight end Mike Gusecki, wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, and rookie cornerback Christian Gonzalez. All three of these players have the chance to make a big impression at their respective positions. But which one is going to have the greatest impact? Well, that's what Claire and I are going to discuss here in just a moment. So stick around because the Countess of Class will be joining us. But first, just wanted to bring you the very latest and up to speed regarding the situation surrounding Patriots cornerback Jack Jones, who, as most of you, if not all of you know, was arrested at Boston's Logan Airport on Friday evening for attempting to bring two loaded firearms onto an airplane. The Massachusetts State Police said that they were called to TSA security checkpoint in Terminal B of Logan Airport at approximately 5.30 p.m. on Friday evening. That was after two firearms were found in a traveler's carry-on luggage. That traveler was later identified as Pat's cornerback, Jack Jones. Now, Jack is facing several charges, including possession of a concealed weapon in a secure area of an airport, possession of ammunition without a firearm identification card, unlawful possession of a firearm, carrying a loaded firearm, 
and possession of a large capacity feeding device. Jones was booked at the state police Logan Airport barracks, and he was arraigned at East Boston District Court on Tuesday morning. And understandably, Jack did not have any specific statement that he made himself to the media on Tuesday morning. But his attorney said, quote, the facts of this case are that they found two guns in a carry-on bag that they said was his. He had no intention of bringing any guns into Logan Airport that day. I expect that the evidence is going to show that he had no knowledge of what was going on. So, folks, there you have it. That is the latest coming out from the Jones camp from his attorney. The Jones posted bail at $30,000. He's set to once again appear in court on August 18th. At this time, the Patriots have offered only the following statement as their only public commentary on the situation, and this was issued on Friday evening. Quote, we have been notified that Jack Jones was arrested at Logan Airport earlier today, meaning Friday. We are in the process of gathering more information and will not be commenting further at this time. Now, as you can imagine, the situation is convoluted. It's been harrowing enough for Jones on his own. But the ramifications of these charges and the legal impact that it could have on his life may also place his NFL future in doubt for quite some time. And this comes directly from a spokesperson for the Suffolk District Attorney, Kevin R. Hayden's office, who spoke with the Boston Globe yesterday. His name, James Borgesign. And he said, quote, if he were convicted and sentenced consecutively on each charge, he'd face more than 30 years in prison. Now, folks, it is very important and vital to remember that all of this is speculative at this point. And tomorrow here on the pod, our good friend, host emeritus here on Locked On Patriots, and also former attorney Mark Schofield will be joining us here. He's going to enlighten us a bit further on what Jones may be facing from a legal standpoint. We're also going to discuss what the Patriots may end up doing at the cornerback position if Jones doesn't see the field for 2023. So make sure to stay locked in to Locked On Patriots for the very latest on the Jack Jones situation. And folks, as a reminder, keep here today because the empress of tight endage, Miss Claire, Classy Claire Cooper, is going to pop in in just a moment to talk some tight endage in Mike Gusecki. We're also going to talk a little Christian Gonzalez and Juju Smith-Schuster when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Baseball season is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to join today. Your favorite team from Fenway did a great job in mopping up the floor with some pinstripes over the weekend, and they might be getting themselves back in the hunt. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. After all, we are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And because it's your team, we bring you your favorites right here on Locked On Patriots. And joining me today here is one of our very favorites. She is a columnist extraordinaire for Pat's Propaganda and the host of her very own podcast, the Claire Perspective of Patriots podcast. 
powered by FBC Patriots, and of course, is the driving force behind One Patriot's Place with our good friends Murph and Steve Balistrieri. She is Miss Claire, classy Claire Cooper. Claire, thank you for joining me today from across the pond, and welcome, as always, to Lock on Patriots. Yeah, well, thank you for having me back. So, yeah, it's always good fun to come over onto the Locked On Studios. Absolutely, and we always enjoy having you. And folks, in case you were wondering, yes, we will be extracting some clairvoyance today from Claire's <laughs> appearance. A lot of new faces in New England, some veterans, some free agents, and some rookies. And we're going to talk about the impact of those rookies here today. And Claire, we'll start with a subject very near and dear to your heart. Coming into this segment, I tease that one of the Patriots' free agent acquisitions may be worth a lot more than he's about to be paid this season. He's mm. showing it already on the field, folks. In the practice times that we've seen him available, this guy is a true standout. And I'm talking tight end Mike Gusecki. Now, Claire, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. You've been on the Mike Gusecki bandwagon right. pretty much <laughs> since he signed on the dotted line. Um, he's everything you want in a pass-catching tight end, without any question. Sizable red zone presence, availability in the slot, and really, I think, ability to be a very formidable receiver for Mac mm -hmm. Jones. But yeah. there's more to Gasicki than meets the eye. There's a lot more under the surface that I think fans are going to see a lot of this year. But if we're being honest, I think fans may be a little reticent to fall in love with Gusecki the way you have, because a lot of people are seeing the one-year contract, and they're saying, mm -hmm. okay, well, he's going to play himself into a major contract, and the Patriots may not be willing to go that extra mile to keep him in Foxborough. I'm of the ilk that if he plays well enough, you're going to see a lot more of him in Foxborough, but... I leave it to you. You are the tight endage expert here on Locked on Patriots. We do not call you the empress of tight endage for no reason. <laughs> you have a wisdom and counsel in this field that is beyond anything that we normally have here on Locked on Patriots. So when you look at Mike Isecki, what he's making this year, what he brings to the table, is he playing his way into a potential contract extension this year with the Bats? Well, I think, first off, you're giving me way too much credit here, Mike. I mean, I do appreciate nah, it and, and all the kind it. of tight end these nicknames. I do, I do obviously adore and it, it is great. But no, you're quite right. As soon as they sort of, as soon as it was said that Gasecki was coming over to the Patriots, I did get quite excited because like you said, he, he brings something that they haven't had for kind of a while, really. And although, yes, he's not a blocking tight end and he makes no bones about it. And I know people have complained about him not being a lucky a blocking tight end, but he 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 isn't. He, he mm -hmm. you know it's he hasn't put it on his label type thing. He, he doesn't pretend to be that sort of thing. So he is going to be hopefully, um, as people like to say, a weapon. So yeah, red zone weapon, red zone targets are contested catches, that kind of thing. So hopefully he's going to be something something special. And yeah, as you alluded to in regards to the one year contract, I think there's there's sort of two ways to look at this because. The initial thing is, were the Patriots a little bit sort of once bitten, twice shy in regards to giving out these big tight endage contracts? Because the Jonu Smith thing may have left a bit of a bitter taste mm. in their mouth. And of no fault of either party, I'm not going to really criticise either now. We've talked about this at length anyway, so there's no real need to go into it. But yeah, he had a big contract and it sort of didn't work out. So rather than make that mistake again, I think they have sort of erred on the side of caution when it came to Gusecki. And he's been in the league a while, you know, he, he's not getting any younger and he's had some injuries and 
his production dropped off um, at the Finns. We know why. We know that they move the offence away from, from utilising his skill set. So there's a few reasons to look at it as why he hasn't been given um, a sort of a big contract. But what was what came out of uh, OTAs and minicamp was very, very positive when it came to this particular tight end. I think both of them, in all fairness, in regards to Hunter Henry as well. But it was said that he was working very well with Matt Jones. He seems to have integrated very well in the team and he was taking a lot of reps. Now, I know that people will say a lot of reps was because there wasn't that much wide receiver uh, presence there, shall we say. So it, it was a case of he had to, but he was seen as being, you know, good in the offense there was there's been it also off the off the field sorry he seems to have merged quite well in regards to the team i understand that you know he sounds like he's quite buddy buddy with hunter henry and matt jones i think he went to the taylor swift concert with mac and henry i think i think it was both one or the other one or both so you've already got the dynamic of comfort familiarity that and sort of team building which is something that you enjoy seeing and to see it so quickly after he signed from a rival a divisional rival as well I think I thought that was sort of an, a nice thing to see that he's already getting integrated he's getting utilized quite considerably granted it's only OTAs and minicamp so I know that you've got to take it for what it is there's no pads that kind of thing so but he seemed to have been performing very well touch wood she says because you know he's my favorite at the moment <laughs> With regards to his contract, as I said, maybe there was a, it was a bit of a once bitten, twice shy, or you know they were reserved because of what happened in regards to the Smith contract. And 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 Hunter's contract was sort of I know people were saying it was considerably high, considering you know he's he's worth if you like to the team. I'm always going to argue he's worth because I am a tight endage enthusiast, and I do believe that he did do really well, particularly in his first year. And I think the second year was difficult on everyone in regards to the offense. So I, it feels like people shouldn't really be judged, but again, something that's been gone over and something that's been talked about. So when you look at it in regards to only having one year, I don't think it was cause for concern. I think it was something that maybe was necessary, particularly because he was a veteran, particularly coming up to this draft class. That's something else that was interesting is I know the Patriots didn't select in the draft this season or this year, sorry, knowing that, you know, there was a lot of tight endage um, skill set there. There was a lot of talent there and they didn't pick up on it at all. It may be that when they signed Gusecki, they were considering who they were going to take in the draft in regards to tight end. So it may be that the one-year contract was because perhaps they thought they would be set with maybe a, a new talent at the tight end spot and, and maybe that didn't transpire. So they could even be thinking about what they're going to do now in regards to extending this contract. I don't know. That's purely speculation. I'm not reporting, by the way, just for, you know, just for the record there, folks. I'm, I'm not telling you no, something that's, that, that's that a good point. anybody knows. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, a lot of it is going to see how he slots into the offense. It seems to be, as I said, touch with it seems to be that he's working in well, but you don't know until they get out there, they get on the field in September and, you know, under the, the Bill O'Brien offense. So at the moment, I'm not really concerned. I think if they see plenty from him, that they'll look at extending him before it's, you know, it, it comes to that before there's an issue particularly because he seems to have slotted in very well in New England. There's, as I said, there's lots of buddying with him and Hunt Henry. And I, you know, I, I'm just enjoying it for what it is, really. I suppose maybe I'm being a little bit naive when it comes to the future of it. But I'm looking at it as in, he's, you know, he gets on really well with Hunter. He's getting on well with Mac. He's working out well in OTAs and minicamp. I'm just really excited to see him 
play versus worrying about in a year if he's going to be a Patriot or not. And if he's not, then it might be that it didn't really work out in the offense. It might just be that Bill didn't want to pay for him. And we all know that Bill Belichick is, is really great for not wanting to do that. But it just feels a little bit too early to worry about it because there's always the awful chance that he doesn't really work out very well in the offense this season for the Patriots you know, like he didn't last season for the Finns so much. So I think it's, to me, as I said, not to repeat myself, I do think it's a little bit a little bit soon as we get into the season and if he's performing really well and there aren't whispers of contract extensions and talks mm. of that, then then maybe I'll be concerned then. But for right now, I'm just really excited to see him as a Patriot and I just cannot wait until the season starts and for that, those, those Mike Gesicki touchdowns that we're going to hear. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm so glad that you mentioned a few things on there, and I do want to circle back, but I think that's a very level-headed approach, whether you're talking from a an analyst standpoint, a media standpoint, mm-hmm. or a fan standpoint, to really appreciate what that two tight end set is going to be able to do on for the New England Patriots on the field this year is something that I'm looking forward to, and I know so many people, whether you're in the Patriots media realm or you're in fandom, want to see. It's something we haven't seen in quite a while, and for whatever reason, the tight endage tandem of Hunter Henry and John o. Smith just never seemed to be able to live up to those expectations. Kasicki can do it. I think he was utilized a lot during OTAs, a lot during minicamp, not just because there was a lack of wide receivers on the field and injuries that prevented guys from seeing the field, but I think it's indicative of the type of offense you're going to see from Bill O'Brien. He loves running 12 personnel. We saw it a lot. We saw both he and Hunter Henry out there on the field engaged in a lot of different uh, packages that really Mm -hmm. are unique to what you're going to see from 12 personnel and having two tight ends out there. So I don't necessarily think the personnel played as much of a role as some would have you believe. I think it played somewhat of a role, but Mike Gusecki was out there and Hunter Henry was out there because you wanted to see what these guys can do. And I think it's going to be something exciting to watch. A point that I wanted to circle back on that I thought you made, which is an excellent one, is Mike Gusecki signing a one-year deal and what the Patriots did in terms of the NFL draft. Now, yes, they did not select the tight end in the NFL draft. We've talked about that. Claire was not mm-hmm. happy. The Countess was no. not pleased. But at the same time, you also <laughs> understand. I didn't do the voice, folks. I did not do the voice. I said the words, but He's I didn't do the voice. Banned. I'm getting better. He has my, to pay uh, you know, a fine if he does it again. <laughs> absolutely. Right. So I, I'm allowed to say the words, but I can't do the voice. So I, yeah, I'm sticking no. to that. But in any case, um, we did see the Patriots pass on taking a tight end. And I know you weren't happy mm-hmm. about that. A lot of us weren't. I was surprised because this Mm, was a tight end class that was so highly touted. You had to think the Patriots were going to dip into it at some point. Matt Mm -hmm. Groh said something very interesting upon the conclusion of the draft on Saturday during draft weekend. And he said, we were looking at tight ends, but those guys started coming off the board very quickly. You have to wonder if the Patriots did see one of their targets, if they would have made one of those choices instead of going with an offensive lineman or a defensive back or or the other choices that they made in the later rounds in day two and in day three, you have to wonder whether or not a tight end would have been in their plans. And that may have been one of the reasons why they took such a cautious approach with Mike Gusecki, because I still think Hunter Henry is going to get extended at some point this season. Um, It's just the nature of his contract, the nature of the way he gets along with Mac, what he can do Mm -hmm. on the field. I think the Patriots are looking at him as a longer-term solution. If Gusecki plays the way we know he's capable of playing, 
Patriots may have their two-headed monster at tight end, and they might be able to have him, especially if he's enjoying himself. And by all accounts, mm-hmm. he is. He likes playing with Mac Jones. Called him a really cool dude number of times when we've spoken to him <laughs> in the media. Uh, he seems to be getting along very well with Hunter Henry. And I think the most important thing is getting along with Bill O'Brien. And that is yeah. so imperative uh, for the success of a tight end personnel where you do deploy two tight ends. Would love to see that for the New England Patriots this season. So that was great. Po- <laughs> that was a great point about the draft, Claire. And I think something to remember. And whether or not he does sign a contract or what that contract looks like, well, definitely follow our good friend, the Pats Cap. He's got all the numbers. He'll work yeah. up the figures and tell you exactly <laughs> what a contract extension may look like for Mike Kosecki. But I would be more optimistic than pessimistic on the possibilities, maybe during the season, I think most likely after the season. But the Countess of Class has illuminated us with a lot of optimism. And she does that here regularly on Locked On Patriots. And <laughs> in just a moment, we're going to pull upon Claire's clairvoyance once again, because the Patriots do have two particularly new faces that are going to have the spotlight on them in terms of impact on the positions they play. We're going to talk a veteran wide receiver. And we're going to talk perhaps the most electrifying rookie in the Patriots locker room right now. Juju Smith-Schuster, Christian Gonzalez. We're going to discuss that with Claire's clairvoyance when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Pats fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots your first listen every day. And remember, folks, you're going to want to make Locked On Patriots your first listen again tomorrow as we dive into the kind of disheartening situation surrounding Patriots cornerback Jack Jones. Mark Schofield joins me here tomorrow, and you know from his days on the microphone here at Locked On Patriots, Mark spent part of his former incarnation as an attorney. We're going to get his legal opinion on what type of hot water Jack may find himself in for and what it means for his future on the field with the Patriots. Keep it right here. Stay locked in to Locked On Patriots. But today here, folks, we are... Absolutely regaled by the wisdom, the <laughs> counsel, and the positivity of Miss Claire Classy Claire Cooper of a Claire Perspective of Patriots podcast and, of course, Pat's Propaganda. And, Claire, in the previous segment, we talked one of your favorite subjects. We talked tight endage and Mike Gusecki and his prospects of being here in New England beyond this season. I think we all agree Mike's going to have a big impact on the tight endage room at the very least for the New England Patriots. But the Pats mm-hmm. brought in a number of new faces that I believe have the opportunity to make an impact this year. Christian Gonzalez may be the rookie with the highest expectations on him coming into 2023. It's a first-round draft pick. He's playing a position that so many Patriots greats have played so well here. It's a position that is very much linked to Coach Bill Belichick. People will tell you that Belichick, when he selects linebackers and cornerbacks, you know he's doing his due diligence. You know he's trying to make as much of an impact on the position as possible. We know that he's capable of doing big things on the field. But on the opposite side of the ball, Juju Smith-Schuster was brought in to be the type of wide receiver that Bill O'Brien loves to employ, the type of receiver that can get under the defense, make the catches where only the receiver can make them and where the quarterback puts them, and also get yards after the catch. Each of these players is going to have a big-time impact on their position, but based on everything that's going on with the Patriots right now, Claire, and all of the news of the day surrounding wide receivers, surrounding the quarterbacks, 
in your infinite clairvoyance, in the tea leaves that you currently read right before we went on the air today, who do you believe is going to have the bigger impact this season for the New England Patriots? Is it going to be Christian Gonzalez on the corners, or is it going to be Juju Smith-Schuster on the receivers? Well, I think we have to take a lot of logic you know, into it when we look at this, because it's still very early in the season. You still don't know how well Juju Smith-Schuster is going to fit in. He, was, he wasn't he was fully present at minicamp. I understand that he hasn't fully worked out. Right. So there's, there's uncertainty around that at, at this point. It feels the obvious answer in regards to Gonzalez, because as you said, he was the number one pick. He's going to be an NFL starter. It sort of makes sense that he's going to make the biggest impact. The defense seems to be so good at the moment now as you alluded to before there has been uncertainty in regards to Jack Jones because of his arrest that kind of thing and I know that you're going to discuss that with Mark at length so I won't even really touch upon the subject much other than for example if he is excluded from the team or if he is suspended if he is out this season you know whatever one of those then all of a sudden the defense is looking a little bit different even with the addition of Gonzalez and I mean the one thing that I found interesting when I looked at this in regard to that is Gonzalez is the biggest cornerback that the Patriots have on roster. He's also the youngest, but he is the largest target at six foot two. Um, now, I made a note that Jack Jones is 5'11". You've got John Jones at 5'10", Marcus Jones at 5'8", and Miles Bryant at 5'9". So he's a considerable body. Granted, he's tall rather than beefed up I fully appreciate that but all of a sudden you've got a significantly larger target over at cornerback so I think that makes a little bit of a difference that they've gone they've gone down the road of getting that cornerback who is a bit bigger who can sort of hold his own maybe a little bit more be that bit sort of taller in, in that respect so I think he's going to be mostly the more impactful now the other thing to look at in regard to the wide receiver section is you're looking at it at Juju Smith-Huster at the moment. So is he really your number one wide receiver, as people like to say, wide receiver one? Is he going to be the top uh, pass-catching target? I think Mike Gusecki is probably going to be the top pass-catching target, but that's another thing. And that's for a, for a, an episode of A Claire Perspective, if you guys have missed it. But there's also <laughs> the fact that, as as you've mentioned, as has already been mentioned, and he's the side the possibility of if they sign deandre hopkins so if they do mm. that throws all the juju stuff all out of the water and that throws the, you know kind of shade onto that so at the moment it's so early in the season it's not even the season we're looking at the off off, off season as, as i think we just talked about on one page it's place it's there's so much that could change there's such a difference that could happen is Juju even going to start? I mean, don't get me wrong again. I'm not sort of trying to false report or anything. It's just from what mm. was at me. He wasn't really there. So or he, he didn't really participate. Apologies. So what are we looking at when it comes to the season? We've still got plenty of time. So it may be that there's just some small niggles that they're just wanting to work through in regards to phys you know his physicality. So it may be that come September, it, it's, it's a nothing of a nothingness, but we don't actually know at this point. So it's quite early to say who could really make the biggest impact. But I think if you look at it on paper and you look at it from just a, a pure logical perspective, it, it seems to be that it's going to be Gonzalez because he's he's going to be such a starter. And it, it's in a position that the Patriots were sort of lacking. They They needed, you know, they needed him and thus why they drafted him, thus why they drafted a cornerback 
high in the draft. It was a need that was so high that, you know, they took him in the first round. So I think he's also an individual who, as I said, he, he may be the biggest cornerback, but he's also the youngest at 21. So there's a lot riding on this kid's shoulders when he walks, you know, when he walks out there as a Patriot come game day that kind of thing so the other thing to look at is and I'm, I'm not trying to throw any negativity but is the pressure going to be a lot of the pressure is going to be a lot on him and how is he going to respond to that pressure of needing to be sort of a cornerback one as as a rookie and it's something that's going to be interesting to sort of see when the season comes again like uh, I said in the in the first segment when you talked about Kaseki, I'm just excited to sort of see what we can get, and I'm excited to see this guy play. And from everything that I've heard and have seen, he's in, you know he's a dynamic guy out there, and I, it's it's, in, it's going to be interesting to see how the defense unfolds with him in it. It's going to be unfortunate if the Patriots don't have Jack Jones because it would have been depth that they would have had there. And I think that would have alleviated some of the pressure that Gonzalez may end up facing come the season, when the season starts because you, you you it may be that the depth is going to be reduced. It may be that they sign somebody. This is still to speculation now. This is still this is in you know news still to come depending on what happens. So in regards to that, it may be that he's not under as, as significant pressure as, as he may be. So and that'll be another interesting thing to watch. And I think it's just going to be exciting to see how this team really unfolds with all these new faces as you mentioned mm. if Smith used to start you know again another new face that's going to be on that offense got a, a semi new face in regards to the coordinator when it comes to Bill O'Brien because I know he's not that new when it comes to New England but it, it's something that's going to be exciting so I think th- there's going to be a lot of individuals that make big impacts but as I said on paper at the moment just looking at it I think Gonzalez has to edge out Juju just for this just for the moment anyway yeah, I think you make a very interesting point. And look, you have to take a look at the position. And the positional depth charts right now obviously dictate that Christian Gonzalez is probably going to take a bigger role with the cornerbacks mm-hmm. than Juju will with the receivers. That's not to say that Juju isn't in line to have a good season. I know a lot of people are making a lot on him not seeing the field and him not being able to play, not being able to suit up. There are concerns, but I think once you see him on the field during training camp, that's going to quell a lot of this, and you're going to get a chance to of see course. what the Patriots believe they were getting when they signed Juju in the offseason and the due diligence that I'm sure that they did. I know a lot of people were talking about the knee injury that he suffered last year during the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game, still went on to have a very good game in the Super Bowl, and since then he's been taking a very temperate approach. Well, the Patriots want to make sure that they're not overloading him at this point and giving him the time that he needs to rest. I think he's had significant time to do that. And I think you will see him on the field when training camp begins in late July. But Gonzalez is a different story. First round draft pick, you're automatically called upon to be a contributor right off the bat with that type of draft capital. So the Patriots clearly knew when they were bringing him in, he's going to be a guy that's going to be one of our main cards on the perimeter. Now, obviously, they thought that Jack Jones was probably going to be the guy on the other side. We don't know what the Patriots are thinking. Jones was arraigned on Tuesday morning in East Boston District Court. He's free on $30,000 bail. We don't know what the plans are for the Patriots in the future regarding him on this roster. So either assuming he is or he's not on the roster, I think is not truly indicative of the impact that Christian Gonzalez is going to have on the team this year. I think he's going to be their number one corner, regardless of whether Jack is on this roster or not. It's just the way that things are worked out and the type of corner that he is. Christian is a shutdown corner. He's someone that's going to lock down his side of the field 
whereas Jack is a little bit more of a ball hawk. He's going to go after the ball if he's on the field. So I agree with you. I think Gonzalez will be the more impactful in year one. Claire, it's always an honor, always a pleasure. When you lend your clairvoyance, especially when I agree with that clairvoyance. No, I'm kidding, folks. No, <laughs> we appreciate everything Claire has to say, whether I agree with it or not. If I don't agree with it, yeah, I would I would, I would, would go with her, folks. She's a little bit more right than I am in most situations. And you'll see that the track record is definitely there. But uh, we appreciate your wisdom and counsel, as always, Countess. Before I let you go today, please let everyone know where they can find you, where they can absorb all of your great wisdom counsel individually, whether it be written, whether it be on a microphone. What's coming next from the great voice and the great pen of Claire Classy, Claire Cooper? Oh, well, thank you very much for the platform. As you probably guys know now, a Claire Perspective, a Patriots podcast from fullpresscoverage.com. I will still have an episode out. We're going into the off season now. So obviously the episodes tend to sort of stretch apart a little bit, but there should be one more soon. And then there'll be a couple of weeks and then you'll find another one. So please keep your ears out for a clear perspective dropping in a few days. Pat's Propaganda, we are looking, we're, we're working behind the scenes at the moment, Pat's Propaganda. We haven't brought you a load of content recently, but we're working, as I said, behind the scenes to bring some new content when it comes to the new season. So keep a sharp ear and eye out for some, possibly some new stuff, Pat's Propaganda. So yeah, just keep a check out. And then, of course, I'm always on, usually on, mostly on, <laughs> one page in its place from the E2G Sports Network with my colleague Thomas Murphy so I'm it's off season I'm dialing it back a little bit you'll see a little bit less off me I'm sure a few of you are quite relieved at that but yeah I'm still going to be around so yeah keep keep your eyes and ears on Eclair Perspective and PatsPropaganda.com absolutely and Claire we definitely will miss you in your ass but you will be back here on the airwaves before you know it and folks like I said Please continue to stay locked into Locked On Patriots for the very latest on the Jack Jones situation. Mark Schofield joining me here tomorrow, and we won't just talk Jack. We're going to be talking Mac, as in Jones, as well. So a lot of Jones talk going on here tomorrow on Locked On Patriots. And, of course, stay locked in for the rest of the week. Get some very big surprises for Locked On Patriots coming at you in the coming days. And, folks, what can I say? All of you everydayers out there, continue to make Locked On Patriots possible. My unending appreciation to all of you. On behalf of the illustrious Claire, Classy Claire Cooper, the empress of tight end at yourself, I'm Mike DeBate. Stay safe, folks. Stay well. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked On Patriots.